Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. May 21st, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call Roll. here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer. Justin Kalen taking the morning off. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Roush, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell, sports talker. Had a, had a great Thursday. Great Thursday. How was the track? How are the, were the ponies kind to you? Were the dollar beers cold? Ooh. So you know how uh, sometimes I talk about the classic, uh, the classic case where I accidentally hit the wrong button on the app while making my bets? Uh, yeah, I've heard that before a time or two. Well, didn't do that. This time it was the classic case of I thought I had number eight and I was cheering for number eight firing down the stretch he beats number six at the wire by head and i'm fired up i'm high-fiving people it was a good high five too great celebration go to check and oh you actually had number six. Oh man how drunk were you not very not at that point um uh, in the night no you know but it was one of those where the program was in my back pocket and I, I didn't, I admittedly, like on Thursday nights, I'm not paying too much attention to the, like, you know, I'm, I'm chasing Duke down. I've got beers in hands. I'm socializing. So I, I wasn't paying as close attention to the program as I should have. Maybe should have double checked before the race, but did not. So missed on that one. Uh, but Hey, I still got second place. So, Hey, it, it could have been much, much worse. And you're used to finishing second place, so that... Oh, probably, yeah, you jerk. You probably felt right at home. You got uh, me. So the track was popping. I had another buddy that was there and, and said that it was a, a good time. I think they got a nice thing going there on Thursday nights, and the dollar beers don't hurt nobody, so that's good to hear, too. Glad you they, had fun. They uh they started requiring people to wear wristbands uh, if you want to purchase dollar beers, and uh, so I, I think there was some, some youngsters who were... Uh, mixing it up and may have gotten a little bit of trouble there but i was actually talking to somebody who frequents the track a little bit more often than me and he said that thursdays are the best crowds like even better than saturday uh yeah. you know so uh they uh people come out they like it. it's a big event it'll be a big event tomorrow night when they do downs after dark a cowboy themed night i don't i don't i'm okay on like some themes are okay uh, but I, I enjoy dressing up for no good reason, so I'll I'll go all in. Why? Oh, not? I'm all for I'm all for good themes. I also heard that uh, some underage kids that like Thursday was at the track was an easy way to get alcohol. Um, so that's funny that they're going wristbands. Hopefully, they get that uh, figured out. I guess. And then I also had heard about the next theme was cowboy. I don't know. Maybe you had told me that, but somebody had told me that. That's a horrible theme. It's it's too easy. You know, like. Uh, it's the most basic like whenever i was in college or hell even now if you're in a pants to wear a costume cowboy boom 
throwing some boots and a hat, you're good to go. Yeah, Maybe a like flannel a, shirt. A too flannel easy. shirt. It is too easy. And first off, there's a there's like I feel like three percent of people already are wearing cowboy hats at Churchill Downs or boots at Churchill Downs. Yeah. Anyway. So you're yeah, you're almost call. playing you're playing into the crowd a little bit as is. Uh, it was you that already told me this. I don't think we talked about this on air. Maybe we did. But Justin was like, I'm going to show up dressed up like a Dallas Cowboy. And we, yes. we, thought, we thought that <laughs> and we thought that was too funny. But that would be hilarious because like, there, if you just dressed up, if you had like you and your group of friends all wear Cowboys jerseys, boom, Cowboys. There was a uh, woman yesterday who was wearing uh, silver Cowboy boots in a denim, tight, short denim dress. And is like, man, she just she got the memo two days early. Oh, this is quite Whoa. the look. It's quite sounds like look. sounds like caught Roush's eye. Uh, no, 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 in a ridiculous way. Like, oh, okay. You know, like yeah. who yeah. buy who buys silver cowboy boots? But hey, you know, if you want to be a rhinestone cowboy, be a rhinestone cowboy. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I had a uh, had my Thursday night volleyball league, and some drama. Roush, we had some drama. Oh. Oh, I love volleyball drama. Uh, and now this is the, is this the really bad team? Uh, this team is not great. Okay. Yeah. So this is, it's probably not the same drama as uh, like that my wife would get in over. Is that a point? Is that a, was it a touch? That sort of thing? Or or, or are we getting down the line where we're fighting over Points. Well, the officiating, uh, the the official did a, a good job. There wasn't really any complaints there. But this is like the bottom level league, you know. I, I, they don't have a league worse than this one where we play on Thursday nights, and that and that's fine. We are right where we need to be. Uh, we've won maybe a couple or a few games, but mostly promptly swept. Um, but we but we have a good time out there and enjoy each other, and the weather's nice and whatnot. But yesterday. We're in a pretty competitive game. We get down big in the first set. We come back and we win like 25 to 23. Pretty dramatic, but it was a fun game. The, the team we went against, like, it, you know, there was sometimes, sometimes I guess a complaint I have is that like we never, nobody in that league ever has like three hits. It's just like ping pong, you know, it's like over, yeah. over, over, over. Which isn't but, fun. Like you should be passing it to your teammates. It's better offense. And there's a time where you can go straight over with it and try to get them in a bad spot or, you know, it's a really tough spike. So mm -hmm. it's just get it over. If you can get it over a tough serve, get it over. If you can get it over, no, I'm, I'm all right with it. There's times and places. And, uh, but there, this was like a different type of game. There were three hits here and there. There were like exciting plays. It was just, it was a good competitive game, one that we don't often see maybe in this league. But we won the first one. Second one comes back. We win kind of easily, and that was exciting. And then the so – we, so we've won the match. You know, we've already won two out of three, but you play the third one regardless. And so we're playing the third one, and we're, we're down like seven to five, eight to five. You play to 15, so they're about halfway there, a little over halfway there. And one of our buddies, one of my buddies on my team, who's not a great server, just has a bad serve. I, mm. I had a, I had a couple myself. Every you know in this league, everybody will have a few here and there. And he just had a bad serve. Uh, where, how bad was it? Like under the net bad or? No, I mean he he okay. doesn't really have like a touch for serving, so he kind of just swats at it. And he if he actually hits it right, it's a kind of hard. It's like almost like a knuckleball. It's kind of a hard serve to get. And this one just went off to the right, but it got over the net and. It just it was it was out though, and this girl on their team goes, "Hey, great serve!" 
Oh, <laughs> which was weird. Like it came out of nowhere. Like it, 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 and you know that put them up like nine to five or six to nine or whatever the score is. Nice, and uh, but it, it was strange. And this guy on our team, he is at like the other team will like talk trash to him. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He doesn't say anything to the other team. But, like, he seems to be at the brunt of, like, other teams, either insults or trash talking. It's just bizarre. So, like, we all heard it, and we were all like, hmm, that's weird. We already won the match. We could come back and win this set. Like, that was just kind of a weird – like, we were a little just taken back by it, but not a big deal. And anyway, so we kept playing, and uh, the girl who said it just had this really embarrassing hit. Like – she was going for a dig, but just almost like missed the ball, barely got a piece of it, just ended up in the sand, and it was it was nothing good. And I was like, oh boy, somebody on my team's gonna say something because this is the girl who who talked right. trash about the serve. And then just somebody like far, I think the the guy was in the serving position. It wasn't the same person that had the miss serve, and it wasn't me. But somebody far back on our team went, nice dig. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, oh, boy, she lost it. She was, like, talking trash. And then all I said, she was just like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you say it? It was a nice dig. I was trying my best. And I was like, well, he only said that because of what you said about the serve. And then that, like, set off. I guess their whole team thought that I was being mean or I don't know. That set off their whole team where this guy, like, he came running to the other side. He's like, you don't talk to her that way. <laughs> oh, like, so oh. he was he was being a hero. He had to I, be the white knight. <laughs> it gets it, it gets a little better. I was like, all I said is the only reason he said something is because she had said something first. I hey, no, like I'm not I'm not trying to do anything. I was like, but if you're gonna talk trash, I'm sure people are gonna probably talk it back. And he's like, this is a gentleman's game, gentleman's game. No, it's he, not. Like, it's he, volleyball. He, he rushed over and he was like, can we shake hands that we'll be gentlemen moving forward? I was like, dude, what is uh, – I, I said, I was like, you're getting a little too worked up over volleyball. I was just telling you why this guy back here said something. And then the ref was like, hey, you, you need – we need to just get back to play and no more arguing. I was like, I am not arguing with anybody. And then that at that point, I actually probably was arguing with her about not arguing. But I was like, right, I, right. I'm, I'm not at the center of this whatsoever. All I was doing is explaining why he had said something is because you had said something first. So anyways, we finished the game, but they won. But it was kind of just awkward. Um, she was like huffing and puffing and kicking sand the rest of the game. And then and then we won and we happened to be sitting like right next to their table. Nothing, ha nothing, nothing happened. She she stormed out of there real quick. I guess she was in a bad mood or something. But yeah, some some serious competition in D-League volleyball, some drama, Roush. Well, this is unusual because typically the volleyball drama is much more um, thinly veiled, a little bit more subtle. Like the, the, I love that the D League a little bit better than like the B League because in the D League it's just hey, nice serve, and instead of uh, what I prefer, what I prefer is to just bully somebody by serving at their worst player. That's the best way to just really get to him. Oh yeah, uh, it, or also the the classic trash talk. Um, you know, where you're talking to your teammates about the other team, but you're not, but you're not calling them out directly. Like totally, that's been my experience in volleyball with trash talk. Is usually it's like it builds and it builds and it builds. And maybe for her it was. Maybe we were doing something like super. I don't know what it is. We don't like. 
I, I have no. You were just walking in all obnoxious, but like it, strutting in. <laughs> yeah, it's like the uh, bed bugs. And the, the bed office. bugs, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know, the maybe bug bug. <laughs> maybe it was building for her. Maybe she was mad that they had just, you know, they they were losing or they had lost. Uh, I don't know, but like it came out. Of, it, you're right. It, it was so. It was like very grade schoolish, but it was very blunt. She was just like, "Nice serve." And we all were like taken aback by it. Uh, maybe she just was joking. I don't know. It was really weird, but it all happened in the third set. Uh, caused some drama. It, it, I I guess I like, just need to keep my mouth shut just all entirely. But I just wanted them to know the only reason somebody on our team even said something, which was kind of immature. And I was kind of hoping maybe nobody would have said anything. But it is what it is, you know. If you're gonna talk a big game, you're gonna subject yourself to being ridiculed yourself. So that's the way the world goes round. Yeah, I, it's if you can't if you can't take it, don't dish it. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I agree just, with that. I mean, come on, you, anyway. you you were setting yourself up, putting a spotlight on yourself. Come on, lady, like be better. But they didn't like John Calipari would say they didn't steal our sunshine. We we still were pumped that we got a win. Yeah. Hung around for a few post game beers and uh, a fun Thursday night, enjoying the weather. Finally, it kind of cooled oh, down a little bit. It was and, great weather. Perfect. I'll get I'll get to do it all again tonight in the more competitive league. Although I think I'm just running out of juice, probably just being old, you know. Yeah, well, and volleyball is one of those things that you can just get tired of. And you you did a league before this round too, which so I'm sure you're probably just like, eh. Well, I love I, lo- I love do really enjoy playing volleyball, but uh, it it's just you get Justin was right, dude. You like turn thirty, and it's just these random. You don't even remember how it got hurt or fallen or doing anything. It's just like, ooh, I'm a little sore. And I know folks that are older listening, I know it's only going to get worse. I know, I know. I'm just getting used to it, all right? Mm, yeah. But uh, but we'll, we'll run it back again tonight. Have a good time. What are, your, what are your weekend plans? Usually we get to that at the end of the show, but while we're talking about it. I've got a graduation party uh, prior to a Downs After Dark special. But other than that, I got, I got nothing. Uh, tonight will probably be a – uh, relax tonight because I have a feeling tomorrow is going to be a uh, a marathon of sorts. What what are we talking? High school, college graduation? High school, high school, and uh, he's he's going to UK next year. So part of the gift, along with the uh, along with the just you know cash, is going to just be cheap food recommendations around Lexington. So the, which I, I think is about as good a gift as you can give anybody like, Hey, what does a college student need? How do I get a decent meal for five or 10 bucks? So if you have any suggestions, hit up the text on 502-414-1450. Yeah. Go on and hit up that text line. You remember the high school graduation party circuit back when like you were in high school, whether it be your younger or it's your senior year where it's like at the uh, come May, it's almost just like every weekend. It's a different graduation party that you knew of. And those, and those were fun times as kids. Those were, those were big hootenannies. It was a great month or so because you had the big one the night of, and then like that first weekend, there was some bangers. Oh yeah. And then, um, and, and what was nice about it too, it was, it was, 
you could act you, you weren't trying to like hide from your parents to get away from anything you could have a good time with your parents and it was it was cool you know yeah for some folks it'd be like the first time you got to do that with your parents like may you know like hey you know enjoy yourself you did it buddy you're off yeah. to you're off to college you're off to uh you're getting out of the house and that's right but there'd be some that'd be like there's some that'd just be ragers and then there's some that'd be like we've got some punch over there by the fireplace. You can go pour yourself a glass and there'd be like light music in the background. Yeah. Some maybe would, like a would... game of cornhole and it was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. we're just doing this. Yeah. And this is, that's like one of the, Oh, you, you, you got, you turns out you got something else going on a little bit later. <laughs> You're going to have to get out of there pretty soon, but all right. That sounds like a, a fun weekend for Roush big soccer weekend. I mentioned it yesterday, but mm-hmm. racing Louisville at home tonight. Uh, I think they take on a big opponent but I don't know off the top of my head who it is because those names kind of run together for me. And then tomorrow night, the men, Landon Donovan, San Diego come to town. Oh, so suck it, Landon. Uh, we, we may try to get over there tomorrow night to the stadium, but nice. uh, starting to look like our Saturday is just kind of no plans. We'll kind of go with the flow, figure I may end up golfing. I don't know. I haven't to- told that to her yet, but we'll figure that out when we, there, when we I'll be watching there. some golf. Um, and man, it, uh, oh, it, it's one of those things too, where I I just continue to be more and more impressed by one Adam Luckett because I I had I I have him give out picks before every major, and his two two of his like stone cold locks were Keegan Bradley and Victor Hovland. They're they were tied atop the leaderboard up until Corey Connors went and shot two strokes better at five under. So, but they're both at three under and. Hovland was kind of up there. I think he might have had top 10 odds. Like, I think he was a top 10 favorite. But Bradley was way down, way down there. And he he called that one. It's like, dude, luck it. Shoot your shot, buddy. Hell yeah. Well, you do know the golf tournament's not over, correct? I know, but just from like a, you, you, want, you want to wow Nick Roush. You give out some names and then day one, they're just on top of the leaderboard. Like, yes, I'm all, all for it. I, I feel so bad for Luckett. Now, the, and those two golfers, they're just going to crash harder than the market in 08, Roush, because you I, just said that. You just I, said that. You did your Roush thing. It's called, oh, it's called the Roush It's called the Roush Jinx. Roush fade. Fade. It's the, it's the Roush, Roush fade. The Roush Jinx and those golfers are hosed. Hosed big time. That course looks ridiculous. I mean, I've, yeah. you know, they've, they've had events there before, but – you just see how it ends on the ocean for those three holes. It's like I, I've been to a beach before, Roush. I know how, and I've been to a golf course on the beach before. Not a huge deal, of course, but hmm. uh, on the beach, if I remember correctly, windy. That's <laughs> uh, that's a common theme, really, for a lot of beaches I've been on. Very windy, so you have three holes on the ocean to finish a round of golf. That's going to be interesting. They were talking about like the head when the wind's working with you and against you, and I guess it can change. Like one day it may be working with you on these holes and against you on these holes, and then the next day it's going to be the opposite. Just hard. I mean, these golfers are absolutely insane. And on top of that, too, I mean, when you're by the beach, there's also probably going to be water, you know, so. And seagulls. Yeah, so maybe we can get some, uh, like, I don't want to watch somebody just completely crumble but you know those are pretty entertaining at times if that were to happen on those last three holes on sunday be would be a real shame real shame uh 
I, I, I don't care what it I, I seriously if if somebody wants to try to get me into a new sport just tell me it's on during my working day and there's just like I was gonna say there's nothing better than just having golf in the background when you're working but like you know there is actually like NCAA tournament games on is better uh if the Red Sox are playing a day baseball game I will watch every pitch of it if they're playing at seven o'clock I may check it out here and there tune in if it's uh, by the way Trevor they beat the Blue Jays they took the series you can suck it buddy oh uh, wow suck the, it Trevor the Blue Jays gave up three in the ninth and the Red Sox won eight to seven. So uh, Trevor's got to live with that the rest of his life. But just put it on during the workday. I'll be a fan of it. So I look forward to having that on in the background of work again today. The coverage is actually good, Roush. Can you believe it? Like you just go to ESPN Plus and boom, there it is. It's not like the Masters. You have to wait till this time and then you got to go to this stream. You can just go to ESPN.com and boom, there's the PGA waiting for you. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing when you can do that. It shouldn't be hard, but yet some golf tournaments seem to have issues with it. Speaking of baseball, do you keep wait, up? Wait, wait, I just, I, I just need to acknowledge that, man, suck it, Trevor. That feels so good to say. It's been too, we we need to, whoo, suck it, Trevor. Yeah, I know, I know, I know this is going to come as a shock to you, Roush, but he had an invite to come on the show today and said that he was going to, but guess what? And he didn't? Yeah. Oh, man. Isn't that crazy? That is. That is crazy. Yeah. Normally, yeah. He, he would. we thought for sure he's going to show up. Um, Batcats showed up, kind of. They were playing a tight one with Vanderbilt, 2-2 two to two in the ninth inning, going against what will be probably a top 10 pick in the MLB draft. Uh, that rocker pitcher is just like a freak. Kentucky did well, like did, did well, but gave up a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth for a walk-off Vandy win. I think Vandy's ranked number two in the country. I don't know. There's a billion baseball rankings. But mm -hmm. the Batcats, kind of the story of their season. They fought hard, come up short, and I would expect, like, you know, that was their big effort, energy game. They put it all in there. They have nothing to show for it. So if the season kind of holds form, they'll probably get beat, beat down kind of badly one of these next two games. But uh, that's just the story of this season, Roush. The team doesn't have enough. They can play teams kind of tight. They can play really good teams kind of tight, but they just there there's not enough talent there. Yeah. Yeah, real real bummer. But you know what? They got plenty of talent on the other side of campus because Kentucky softball hosting a regional this weekend. And the game against Northwestern for today has been sold out. Yeah. No yeah. more tickets for anybody else wanting to go to that game. I when I had seen the draw for the NCAA women's softball tournament, I would have thought for sure Kentucky would be playing Miami of Ohio first round. No, Northwestern. It's, it's, uh, it's Miami, Northwestern, and Notre Dame. You'd figure if you saw those four teams in a pool, it'd be Kentucky one, Miami four, Notre Dame two, Northwestern three. But I guess mm -hmm. Northwestern's the four. Northwestern, last team in. So, yeah, second Northwestern. Uh, I'm seeing, too, that they uh, they're also not – mask mandating if you're vaccinated at john crop stadium this weekend so um yeah well yeah well it's it's outdoors so that's good uh that, that's good to hear yeah they uh let's see what time is that game today i don't know why the sold out thing didn't feature the game time as well um but yeah the game is noon noon today on espn2 so hey, uh speaking there we of go. 
<laughs> something to watch while working. That's how you get into a sport. Bada boom, bada bang, Mr. Sports Talker. I mean, I probably honestly will, except I, I just maybe hope that like it's, you know, eight nothing after the second. And maybe I can get back to golf there pretty quickly. Yeah. Hey, but no, no shortage of internet in my office. I can have both on. Why the heck not? Wait, you've got extra internet? Wow. Yeah, yeah. We got a little extra you, if you ever need You need kids in your Mercedes and your, your internets. Just... The, the extra internets. Roush, I'm going uh, to need a football coaching update when we come back from this break. I need to know who the new defensive backs coach is going to be. I need to know it now. Oh, uh, no. We'll talk, we'll talk a little basketball as well because things are weirdly quiet all of a sudden. But uh, – it, what, what's what's going on with Isaiah Jackson, Keon Brooks? So we'll we'll get back to some of that, and then we'll get to your text five zero two four one four fourteen fifty five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer here on your Friday morning, getting a kickstart to your weekend and hope that you're having a great day. Uh, we talked about I may sneak out on the golf course this weekend. And if I do it, I'm going to use the Big X Sports Radio golf card. We'll need to get out early because it's going to be pretty hot this weekend. I could play just a multitude of beautiful courses in the area uh, with the big exports radio golf card, whether it be chariot run, which is amazing old capital golf club, elk run Valley view or Christmas Lake, $25 around under $25 around wow. when you get your big exports radio golf card cart will be included. Supply is limited father's day. We're within a month. So get yours today. 812-725-1457. Go to big to learn more about the big exports radio golf card, a must have for the golfer in your life. Must, must have. Uh, TJ, I know that, I know this is one of your favorite things to do, so I think you need to get out the bone saw for a little Twitter autopsy. Uh-oh, what are we doing? What are we breaking down? A video that Isaiah Jackson posted. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I think we briefly touched on it yesterday. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. Like, it's just this this whole thing kind of seems weird. Um, I don't know, Roush. I don't, I don't know. Like, I still think he's gone. I'd be surprised by anything else. But you can't help but think, like, is Kentucky kind of, like, are they, is there some chain yanking going on here? Especially when you couple it with what Chin told us on, I guess that was Monday. But it's one of those things too, Terry, when you hear stuff in conversation, it sounds much different when you listen back to it. And when we asked if Kentucky was done with their roster, both him and O were like, huh, we're, come on, we're never done. But Chin talked at length about you're constantly 
not just recruiting other guys, but recruiting your own guys. And I know Brooks and and Mints are probably the first two that come to mind. Brooks is probably the most prevalent. But Jackson's technically under that umbrella too. I mean, I don't want to get up hope, but I'm getting giving myself some hope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, You're only going to leave yourself disappointed, Roush. You can't do it. I still expect him to be gone, but it, it's you, you, you can get hopeful, and I just think it's going to be a dangerous thing to do here, Roush, because you think about what Kyle Tucker, Icarumba, said, that you, if he's not within one of the first 20 picks, he, he'll come back. Well, he's like right there. And then you think about – uh, I, I don't know if it was somebody on Twitter. I don't know where I saw this. But the difference in money between somebody drafted 20, 21, 22 versus inside the top 10. And while it's only, you know, 12 picks over the course of their first contract, Roush, it ends up being millions and millions of dollars. Oh, so wow. while it is hard to turn down a guaranteed first round deal, which is worth millions and millions of dollars, if you believe in yourself and you buy into yourself, you actually could make more money in the long run by waiting a year if you end up improving your stock. And I don't think it's crazy to think, you know, Paulo Benchero probably going to go number one. Uh, I Chet Holmgren probably would be a top 10 pick. I just would have a tough time believing, though, that if Isaiah Jackson came back, worked on the things that we saw in year one, and just, you know, made a normal freshman, sophomore year jump, I don't know how he wouldn't be a top five pick, Roush. He'd be the most dominant defensive player in college basketball. That gets you that that had Nerlens Noel even with an ACL injury projected number one for almost that entire season. He, yeah. There was there was mock drafts going into draft night that still had him going number one, and then it ended up being Anthony Frickin Bennett and Nerlens uh, dropped a little bit, but that was with an ACL injury. So if you just prove yourself to be a great defensive player, you're going to go really really high in the draft. Same for Michael Kidd Gilchrist. You know, his numbers weren't anything that were mm-hmm. amazing. They were good for a freshman, especially on the best team in college basketball, one of the best teams maybe ever in college basketball. But he didn't do squat offensively for the most part. He was a defensive first player. He goes number two in the draft. So even if Isaiah's offensive game doesn't catch up, and I think it would, I think if he came back offensively, I, who knows what he could be. It could be really fun to see because he showed a lot of skill just off the jump, and you knew that he was pretty raw. But even if it's just, you know, if it was defense first, defense first, he, he, he'd improve in stock coming there. So it's easy to see, like, okay, wait, there actually may be a, a path here. Yeah, it's rocky and it's dirty and it's muddy and it's not something that we think we want to go down. But I can't help but think that we've kind of gone down a little bit. And then you see all these videos and you see the retweets and then they post a picture of Calipari with the burning goal and – uh, Isaiah Jackson's commenting on things and you see him still working out and they're showing these videos of everybody working out and having a, a, a grand old time. Roush, what the hell's going on? What oh. the hell is going on? Oh, I love it. They're just, just enough to make you believe that something crazy could happen. And you know what? After the last year, nothing would surprise me. Nothing at all would surprise me. So, uh, is even though things have died down and we're not scanning the portal every day, uh, there's still much to be done. It's just, it's about guys that we know that are actually still in Lexington. We're at, I, I, I don't know. They, they probably have left for the month of May, but guys who have been in town on the roster for a while, it's a, uh, Ooh, so who's going to come back? And I, 
I don't have the draft deadline in front of me, but I don't believe, like, I think Brooks would have to officially declare by June, like June 1 or something like that. But then they don't have to announce whether they're returning to school or staying in the draft until July. So it, it, I, you, you, I don't expect any resolution anytime soon. I still don't think he comes back. I feel pretty good about that. Uh, I, but you know, I can tell you all whatever I want to tell you. All. Obviously, it's on my mind thinking about him coming back. And I think honestly, I think it, unless, uh, depending on what kind of fan you are or, or where you're at in your fandom, especially during the summer months, it's kind of crazy not to dream big with thinking about Isaiah Jackson coming back. It's been a great off season for Kentucky with player addition and kind of trying to rub off that stink of one of the worst seasons in program history. You, you've got to love what Kentucky's brought in. You got to love the Ty Ty Washington edition as well from the recruiting trail. It's just a, there's like a positive buzz to UK basketball. So it's impossible not to think like, wow, what if this keeps rolling and you start to get kind of 2014 vibes where I, I remember that summer. And I remember when the, the twins said they were coming back. And I remember when Willie Colley Stein said he was coming back and you just felt like, all right, this is special. You get Isaiah Jackson just to say those magic words, and you feel the same way. Like, all right, this is special. I wanted to ask you, Roush, what was the biggest – what was your biggest surprise return for another year in the Calipari era? Um, hmm. So the most significant one and the most excited uh, ever was was the Harrison twins, without a doubt. But – I don't think it was the most surprising return. The maybe yeah, the, they weren't they weren't very high on draft boards. You know they, right. they struggled a lot of their freshman season, and then Aaron made all the great plays in March. But you know part of the reason why Trevor always is, is slanderous to our boy Andrew Harrison is because like they weren't the prettiest college bat. You know it wasn't like Malik Monk or John Wall where they just their athleticism just made your jaw drop. It was kind of ugly how they had to go about their business. They still did it. Uh, they still were two UK starting guards that went to back-to-back Final Fours. That's they're, they're in small company by being able to say that. But, yeah, I, I, that one was huge. But, you're but it, saying wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the biggest surprise. I think the biggest surprise for me, I think I got it. I think it's P.J. Washington. Because even though he did not have the dominant freshman year, when he did – because I mean, he went to the combine, if I'm not mistaken, and played in those games, played well. He worked out with Reed Travis for the Timberwolves. He did. He, he did about as everything as good as he possibly could have in that pre-draft process. And I thought he was as good as gone. Uh, and when he decided to return, I was like, oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. and it, you know what? It turned out to be a great investment for him, for his future. Uh, and that team really benefited from it. He was awesome as a sophomore. So I actually think that was my most surprised. I think uh, surprising for me, I think the most surprised probably would be Terrence Jones coming back for a sophomore season. He went to a Final Four. He was the second best player on that team, maybe third. Just, I guess, you know, Deron Lamb shooting was absolutely nutty in, in 2011. Brandon Knight, obviously the best. But he had a big year. Kentucky made a run. It was coming off a year where Kentucky had five guys drafted. So, like, you know, it was kind of the start of, of the draft momentum for Calipari. That one was the most surprising for me. Uh, another one that people probably wouldn't think of, I, I had Ashton Hagen's coach 
basically just telling me like he's one and done. He's one and done. He reclassified so he could get to the league quicker. He's one and done. So that one was pretty surprising. I remember I was out in the backyard reading a good old book when that text came across that Hagens was returning. I was like, what? He is? That's crazy. And he actually did it really early on in the process, if you remember. We didn't have to wait too long for him. That one was surprising just because literally all season – People around him were saying, yeah, he'll go after this year. Yeah, he'll go after this year. And he had that huge UNC game, too, which I think, like, they're like, ha-ha, see, we always thought he'd be one and done. Now he had this game, and it's going to be all gravy from there. Things kind of leveled out, plateaued a little bit for him. That one was surprising as well. Uh, for, but from a crucial standpoint, yeah, the, I think the Harrison twins announcing their return, just because it was two players. It was two five-stars that had great seasons and uh, two better than one in most instances. But Isaiah Jackson, I think, could easily move to number mm-hmm. one if he uh, – Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And in Jones's case too, TJ, is the real TJ – like that was at a time when one and done's it wasn't as expected. You know, we didn't have EJ Montgomery just going to the draft. <laughs> so even though he was a, you know, first-rounder after that freshman year, there – I was 20 year old Nick was rationalizing. Well, yeah, you come back and you become a top five pick. Uh, Now he ended up, his draft status probably stayed about the same, but at the time it wasn't as surprising. And there was a, there was a little nugget that drew Franklin dropped yesterday that I hadn't realized. Terrence Jones, Patrick Patterson and Xavier Wheeler are the only three Wildcats, John Calipari has had on the roster returning with all SEC honors. And hell, you know, Patterson had him under another coach. So it doesn't happen very often. If you get all SEC with John Calipari, you're typically going to the draft. So Xavier Wheeler is a nice exception to that. And we actually spoke to, I guess it was yesterday, the the days they run together. Uh, Man, he's an impressive kid. Really impressive. uh, Really just... And and it's not just from like a, ooh, here's a media guy. He loves the good talking. But his his depth of of and knowledge of the game, like it's good to not have a guy where you you like say some Kentucky basketball history and they're like, uh like it's kind of nice that to have that in a guy who's going to be tasked to lead your offense. And he also had the most correct take that I've shared plenty of times on these here airwaves whenever it's combine season. Measuring somebody without their shoes on makes absolutely no sense. You don't play barefoot. Why are you measuring people barefoot? The NFL combine should measure you in cleats, just like the NBA combine should measure you in basketball sneakers. That's true. Yeah, no, that that's uh, that makes sense. I've always kind of wondered that. Uh, he also seemed a little, yeah, that was two days ago, and uh, it was a Jerry Tipton question, and he came back with some fire. I like seeing that from from uh, Wheeler. That was and why I, when why I, folks like weren't crazy about it, and I get it. Like if you weren't, if you didn't think, if you were worried about the fit, that's fine. People are entitled to their opinion. But the people that were whiny and like super against it, that's what I never understood. If UK had a second team all SEC player coming back, we'd all be like over the moon excited about that. So why wouldn't you want to bring one in? Like that's just what I didn't I I didn't understand. And some people were like, well, I'd rather bring in a player of the year. Well, no crap. Yeah, everybody would have. But that's not the way that this thing works. Either those people go pro, they may stay at their 
their their colleges or that's just not how it works we'd be that stat that drew said that's crazy i mean that 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 really is pretty nuts calipari's had so much success here but so few of returning all sec players uh, hey i'd mention i hate when people do this but i'd mention that isaiah jackson could come back and actually in the long run make more money if if he wanted to go that route you want you want me to throw some figures at you Oh, is this going to be like TJ free throw numbers or what less numbers? Uh, I don't really know what you mean by the free throw numbers, but I'm talking dollars. When you were talking about fouls. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you'd think that Very I was gross. in like some sort of like Adderall state for a week with how like knee oh, deep I got into those numbers. But uh, Dude, no, were, I was just. You, you had the shakes you were on so much. I was just passionate about bad officiating. That's you, all you it was. You were so mad. You were so mad. It was hilarious. Uh, but right, yes, so, I would like to hear Isaiah Jackson money-making numbers. So our boy, where Isaiah Jackson right now is projected, I think, is 21st. And our boy Tyrese Maxey, I think, went 21st last year in the draft. And uh, again, first round, really tough to say no to. Uh, part of the reason why I think Isaiah Jackson's going to go is what I'm about to say. but. His deal is going to equal out to be about, we'll round up, $13 million for for Tyrese Maxey. It's $12.5. Um, that's the projected value. But let's just say it's $13 million for Tyrese Maxey going 21st. Okay. That's, a, that's his first deal. And, Anthony, and, Anthony Edwards, $45 million. Now, granted, that's number one overall pick. Okay, that is what's, number one overall pick. What's what was just lottery? I, I'm I'm curious the difference from a lottery. I get, I mean, because practically it's only six picks. There shouldn't be that significant of a difference. Um, I, it's an it's an extra four million for those extra picks. Man, that's a million dollars a year. <laughs> that's crazy. But you know, if you think, all right, you know what, Isaiah Jackson won't come back and be number one. I think he could go number five though. That's thirty million. That's that's, that's thirty million compared to twelve point five. Almost three times. Goodness so, gracious. So again, on the one side, who would I be to be like, nope, twelve point five million over four years, not good enough. That's crazy. That, yeah. That's ultimately why I think he goes pro. On the flip side, hey Isaiah, you believe in yourself. You pick up where you left off. The game's you, the game was finally coming to you at at your speed. Plus, you're going to be on a much better team. You got a guard finally. How does 44 mil sound? Like that—that's tough, Roush. It's really—that's really, that's really yeah. tough. Um, well, and and here's one factor that we don't mention in all this coming back. Man, the the I never got to enjoy Kentucky, the full Kentucky experience. I, I'm sure we mentioned this weeks ago, but the. Playing in front of Rupp, I mean, Wheeler and Brooks are the only two guys that have been that have played in front of a, a Rupp Arena with 20 some odd thousand people in it. That's got to be some part of attractive. Like, hey, I just got the bad parts of Kentucky, but come back, I can get the good stuff too. Yeah, I like, I'd like to think that like Calipari trying to recruit Jackson back, he's got all this, all these like money figures and stuff like that. And like, you know, just agent figures and, you know, they could probably break it down to the, to the dime if they wanted to. And, and then at the end, he just rips it all up and says, but you can't put a price tag on playing in front of a, a full Rupp arena. <laughs> and then some like, you know, a video montage of Rupp arena with like a train song playing in the background goes up on the screen. And then oh, I you just hear like, you know, 44 million, 12 million. Who gives a crap? 
priceless playing in front of a good old fashioned Rupp Arena crowd. Isn't that right, folks? Oh man. Just get the people fired up, start pumping up the crowd. Let's let's go to a break. Wow. We'll come back. We'll we'll get into the text line a little bit. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Crash, Douglas the producer. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't worry, I got an idea. An idea so smart, my head would explode if I even began to know what I was talking about. Rappers stepping to me, they want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. I'm not the victory, they can't get with me. So pick a PC day, cause you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Sports Radio. Roll. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer here on your Friday. Roush, we mentioned the big exports radio golf card, but what if you want to get a little bit better at golf before you, you purchase that bad boy? Well, then you need to go get your swing straightened out at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Bobby Cook Golf Academy is right over the river in southern Indiana. Exit four. It's You, you get off the interstate, you throw a rock, you hit Bobby Cook Golf Academy. It's that close. A convenient drive anywhere to hit into one of his three spectacular simulators that will show you what you're doing wrong with your golf swing. Bobby Cook can fix it with his instructions. And not only are you getting instructions there, but he'll record it and send it to you. So you always have it with you to because let's be honest, TJ, once you fix your golf game, you'll go a little while and then you're going to go back to old bad habits. So stick with Bobby Cook. He'll he'll make sure that those bad habits don't come back. Uh, it's get your appointment today for a few instructions at eight by calling 812-913-4415 or visiting bobbycookgolfacademy.com. And hey, you don't need to do lessons. Uh, they're great rates, but if you just want to hit the virtual range or play around with some pals, uh, that you can do that there as well. They got everything at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. They really do. Check them out and get better at golf uh we're gonna get into some text here just to finish out our number one see where it takes us see where we're gonna go first texter 502-414-1450 oh it's definitely the playoffs says one texter when referring to the play in games Mm -hmm. 10 teams left whether playing to get in or whatever you made it past the regular season and into the playoffs that to me is similar to saying the wild card game in mlb is not the playoffs it's a play-in game. It's postseason, so it's the playoffs. Don't make it more complicated than it has to be, bro. <laughs> well, those are good. Those are good points. Very hard, bro. At the end, love it. And I think comparing it to the MLB, because that's that's basically what they're doing. It's it's the same thing that Major League Baseball did with the one game kind of wild card uh, round. So uh, I that that's why I I tend to consider it the playoffs and. Just hearing that, well, the Pacers, their five straight playoff streak was snapped last night when they lost to the Wizards. That it just it feels weird. It feels weird to hear that. Um, Warriors are playing tonight. Have you seen a line on that game? 
Uh, I think Warriors are favorite. I think I saw maybe like five or six. I don't know. Let me pull I, it up. I would quick. think it would be more like 70,000 because there's no way they're losing this game. 70,000. Not a chance high. in France. Yeah, but still. Four, four and a half for the Golden State. Did you hear me? Wait, uh, you broke up four a and a half. Golden... Four and a half. Oh, hand, five four. points, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm. So lock it, drop it. I also think that would and be an it, easy Golden State cover. Yeah. So maybe this is where I get my my NBA gambling groove back. Let's mm. do it to it. Go we we go big on it. Yeah. We can do it. I mean big, yeah, I mean can... twenty dollars instead of ten dollars. <laughs> oh, you dog. Uh what what do we got next? What's girl's fake laughing skills when listening to someone tell a story that's not even remotely funny? Well, I listen to Mark Stoops tell jokes all the time in media, so it's pretty good. Uh, Mark Stoops' fake laugh is good, or your fake laugh is good? My fake laugh, real good. So you're saying Mark Stoops isn't funny? <laughs> no, but I will say that the, the, the like awkward, uncomfortable media room laugh, where it's it's not like your typical interpersonal interaction, so there's a... There's a lot more easy laughs out of there. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say I'm pretty good at the like fake laugh, get out of it. But if I'm tired and I don't want to be in a conversation, it does get kind of clear. Uh, it, I think it gets kind of clear and obvious. You'll hear Roush's fake laugh about three different times during a show. Uh, mine is okay. You know, it's probably obvious that it's kind of fake, but I think a good fake laugh is a short and non-condescending. Some of the people that like do bellow laughs for something that clearly isn't that funny. Mm, it's a yeah. little, disre- it's a little disrespectful, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one person in particular who, who does those a little more than they need to. It's like, come on. Who, let's call him out. Who is it? Ah. <sighs> He's in it to win it. He's Michael Bennett. He does fake laughs. I don't think. Well, that's the that's the thing. I don't think they're fake. It's just like Michael. It's not that funny. You don't need to laugh that loudly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's uh. I haven't heard. I, I haven't heard it, but now you make me kind of interested to hear it. Uh, I'll have to tune into a Mark Stoops press conference. Well, and that's the thing. We, we missed out on that. So, you know what? I'm going to love the first big Michael Bennett laugh when we get back into that press room at the Krogue. That's how you know nature has fully healed. Mm-hmm. All the right. Michael I- Bennett laugh. <laughs> All right. Hour one done. Hour two coming up next here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh. We'll return after these messages. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If you enjoyed KRC, we come on again here on Big X Sports Radio right after we get off. It's a replay of the show starting at 9 o'clock. Or you can get a replay of the show wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. You can join us on the Facebook page. And we go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. But the Facebook page is 24-7. We've got a Patreon page as well. Uh, some additional content there, KentuckyRollCall.com slash Patreon, or Patreon.com slash KentuckyRollCall, excuse me. Uh, and that's just a place where, if you like the show, want to show some support, we appreciate anything and everything. Uh, we have fun. We talk sports. And Nick Roush, actually, we've got a huge sports story that you were all over yesterday. Man, was very happy. Uh, so... Uh, you know, we, we do like to kind of poke at the athletic. We like to poke at everybody. Let's be frank. We make fun of everybody. The athletic, they do great stories, sometimes a little wordier than we like, but they have some of the best writers in the biz. And Bruce Feldman is the top, like there's some good college football writers out there, but he's probably the top dog. And the top dog in the country is profiling Kentucky's incoming quarterback. That's exciting. He's, yesterday's story was about Will Levis and his attempt to change his throwing motion. At, at the core of the story, it's about this biomechanics expert from Canada. He's a kinesiology PhD who is set out to fix people's throwing motions. Uh, he did it with Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. And even though Morgan had the help of some really talented wide receivers, went from a 58% completion percentage to 66 the following season and a 3,000-yard guy. So he made a huge jump after working with this guy. Uh, I I can't say that name. I think it's Kurt Scirocco is maybe how you pronounce it. Scirocco goes from Minnesota to Penn State. He sees Levis has this cannon. He's like, hey, I need you to go see Rob Williams, and he'll help you become a more accurate thrower by working on your mechanics and i mean to have that be the so that that's kind of the crux of the story but levis is the headliner when a guy like bo nix bo nix also works with williams but like bo nix is a footnote in this because levis has been doing this for a year so in williams's eyes he's taken leaps and bounds forward already and uh TJ, whenever you watch the combine or the draft or anything, they talk a lot about hips. Well, it's similar for quarterbacks, except that, like, like in Levis said flat out, he's like, I just did a lot of throwing with my arm. I didn't use my whole body. And this guy, instead of having the quarterback stand in an upright motion, which I'm sure you know very well, that classic kind of, uh, you know, Dan Marino, uh, slinging it kind of deal or or like Steve Montana or Steve Montana, Joe Montana, uh, where you're kind of throwing it from your chest that I'm sure you use on the flag football field. Mm-hmm. They describe it more as like a golf stance where your hips are not, they're behind your rib cage. So you can use your hips and you can lead with the hips to be a much more accurate thrower. And Levis said, you know, now that I'm using my whole body, it, it not only leads to less mistakes, but there's more torque and a lot more accuracy now that I'm leading with the hips. Interesting. I feel like if you really kind of break down how you want, if you want to be great at anything, it's so much more than what is at the surface. So like 
you know, sometimes in golf, people see Bryson DeChambeau and like he is such a rage swinger. Like it's such a yeah. violent swing that like people at your local public course is like, well, if I just swing really hard, I'm going to hit it really hard. But so much <laughs> of it is like your hips and your stance and putting your weight on your front knee and, and, and some of that. And listen, I'm not a golf expert. Go to Bobby Cook for that. But it's like it's not just swinging hard and football. The people with the best arms, Roush, aren't the people that can just have that have the strongest biceps or something along those lines. So much of it is your positioning. It is your base, knowing how to open up your hips, how to open up your shoulders. It's so much more than your arm. So it's, it's, uh, it's good hearing him say that. I just, well, okay, go on. I, I was just going to add to that. They have a picture of what Williams kind of uses and it's 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 a throwing motion for Levis, so it's four different pictures, and he has one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, a dozen different terms to describe his full body throughout this entire throwing motion, from you know the load, the drive, quiet, decel, anchor, pull, post. I mean, like it's it's the amount of detail that goes into it. It's kind of stuff that science has advanced so far that. Not only are they able to do this much more efficiently now, but they have the technology where this was all done remotely during the pandemic. Can I just say without like coming off as a little bit of a grouch that I I, I don't like I don't buy into the science mumbo jumbo. Oh, I you know what, TJ? That's a very Roush like take. I, I just feel like we hear these stories, you know, every so often. And you remember the, I think this was like in 15, but like the performance trainer that Kentucky oh, hired, Eric where, Corum, it was, where it was like, we're going to track that. And then we'll track this and we'll plug it up to the computer and we'll do that. And we'll do it. And it was like, Oh, okay. All this sounds really cool. Like, I don't really understand a lot of it, but it sounds really cool. And then it ended up just being, you know, hocus pocus. And <laughs> I get it that like training a quarterback, that's good. I, I hope it makes him a better quarterback. I'm sure he'll improve in some areas, but do you really need like six different still frames to be like, you don't throw it like this or like that or like that or like that or like, but this, that's the way you do it. I don't know. It just seems like a lot. So the funny thing about Corum was uh, that that was the guy's name who was the high performance guy. Oh uh, yeah. He, so he was great salesman, great kind of media guy, but he should not have been a football guy because his, it was like, oh, are you feeling hurt? Well, you don't need to lift today. Like there wasn't any sort of push through those hard walls that you need to in football strength and conditioning. So uh, Coach Ed, Coach Hill, they've got it figured out. Corum, you know, Corum. stick to your, stick to your track and field, buddy. What a what what a blast from the past. And I remember that like Cats Illustrated, I think had like the scoop where it was like Corum was like, I'm going to tell you everything that we're doing, and you're going to get the exclusive. And uh we you know obviously we ran with it it was a story that again a lot of people i don't think totally understood but it was like well this all sounds good and you know like this is great but then i think like literally like two months later you know justin had so many sources inside the football program that other coaches were like this this is weird like it's not it's not really going the way that we thought it was gonna go so we were kind of in a tough spot where it was like you know justin more than me i should say but justin was in a tough spot he was like okay do i you know do I talk about that? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I like see, where do you go yeah. with it? Cause like now I need to probably get it out there. Like this ain't people aren't in love with it, but 
but I literally had like gone behind the scenes and gotten every bit of information about the whole program. I, I but I, to, to Justin's credit, I think like he came on to house of blue and he was like, yeah, so some people inside the program aren't as uh, thrilled with the, with the new endurance <laughs> training. And right. it, it, it was awkward that that came about as quickly that went about as quickly as it came. If you remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was maybe like a year or two. Uh, it did not last too long. Uh, but to get back to Levis, though, I think, one, I, I just think all of this extra work, I just appreciate having a guy who is is willing to work at it and knows that, hey, me good throw football hard. Me need to throw football better, though. And is doing all this extra work just to be more accurate. And if there's one thing you can criticize over Kentucky's quarterback, it was the you, you just didn't, you haven't seen much growth over the years. And, you know, maybe it's from a mechanic standpoint, but just like we haven't heard about stuff like this with quarterbacks. And this is a great way to kick off the quarterback competition. I mean, this dude's just getting on campus and he's arriving with a hype train talking about how he's improved his mechanics. And the one quote that I did want to share because it's a great, uh, it's just an easy to consume allegory because he would compare these to cars. So uh, Williams does this biomechanics guy. He said that Bo Nix was like a quality performance car from a top factory that had never been modified. That's that's kind of a nice thing to say about your average SEC uh, quarterback who's won some big games. I have no idea what that means. Like here's just your, here's your right. Here's a basic car. Like, that's what he's comparing. Yeah, but he said from a top manufacturing machine, but it hadn't been modified. What the hell does that even mean? I think I think that's a nice way of saying, like, he is a he's a Porsche, but it's just one that they haven't really figured out how to work. Exactly. And so Bo Nix isn't a Porsche. Get the hell out of here. Bo Bo Nix is a Kia. Well, here. See, that's that's how he described Bo Nix. This is how he describes Levis, a muscle car that has been modified with a larger engine but still needed to have the steering, suspension, and braking system upgraded to handle the enhanced horsepower. Quote-unquote, basically all gas, no brakes. Suck it, Bo Listen, I guarantee you that 99% of our listeners know more about cars than I do. That I am the one of the least qualified people in the world to talk about car. Muscle cars don't need to be equipped for bigger motors. That's what a muscle car is. I, I'm I'm sick of this guy's car analogies. I'm sick of them right now. Oh wow, wow! Put your foot down, jeez! Not on the gas, on the brake. You 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 call Bo Nix a Kia like he is, and that's that. And then if if Will Levis is a muscle car, then we get it. That's a muscle car. You don't need to add the the, the he needs to be modified for his suspension so it can go. Muscle cars are built to be muscle cars. That's why they're muscle cars. Unless well, he's talking about like you're getting like this sick engine and you're putting it in a Honda and then everything else needs to catch up to speed well, with no, it. But I think the thing is, Terry, is it's a muscle car that's just for show right now. Like that arm is only good for the cool highlight videos where he's just throwing darts in an indoor facility. He needs to get this muscle car race ready so that it can handle hairpin turns against SEC opponents. I'm out on the car analogies. I just Damn it. It, I'm out on it. Those Gosh. are bad. This is what makes me not like believe in this stuff. Is like now you got the guy making bad car analogies. Is he this bad at quarterback uh, you know, film room sessions? Who knows? Who's to say? Hmm. 
Wow. I'm out. I'm well, out. We, 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 maybe, maybe your lack of knowledge in cars makes you think this is a bad analogy. But if you knew more about cars, you'd be like, "Oh, wow, that's a perfect analogy." But maybe so. That's fair. I, I you <laughs> yeah. know, I, I can't, I can't rule out that that probability. But I feel like at a minimum. Uh, I know at least a little something about them, but like, it was like when Joey Gatewood was working out with that trainer, you know, cool. That's, that's great. I'm glad our quarterbacks are practicing. Somebody just be good at football. Like for the love of God, can Kentucky have a good quarterback uh, for the first time in almost two decades? Like, you know, they've had good quarterbacks, but can we have a quarterback that we can just completely rely on to make the right plays and do the right thing? please what kind of quarterback curse do we have over our heads here let's i need to make it happen but you know what's great about all of this tj is that it is may 21st a friday we got 20 minutes out of 20 minutes of conversation about this this quarterback workout thing and you know what i'm pretty sure we spent another 45 minutes earlier this week talking a lot so like this quarterback competition even though it's it's got plenty of life left in it uh before we know anything and we can actually reach a conclusion they're giving us so much to get excited about that like hey these guys won't be able won't be tripping over their feet trying to complete a pass well i hope so i hope that's the case just please somebody be good and if it's because of science and pictures and technology and cars then i'm all for it whatever it takes a buddy of mine said kentucky roll car <laughs> And then another friend, Roush, not to change gears here, saying that. The, oh, the, shift gears. The, the, hey, uh, let's, uh, I don't know how to drive a stick either. Do you? Uh, in theory. Okay, so no. Um, <laughs> they said that dollar beers at Churchill Downs were so bad that people were just going to pay full price just so they could have something to drink. Oh, well. That's, that's not it, a good look for your Thursday night shindigs. Well, that's, they were, A, the lines are long if you go at the wrong time. And uh, the the draft blue moon, I usually don't get those. And I got one last night. The draft blue moon, not great. Draft Miller White, you know, it's fine. Blue moon was like my, I, I you know, my bi-curious stage of beer, if you will. That was my experimental yeah. of like, I'm getting out of the cheap stuff. Blue moon. And then I have like, you know, a year where I really like blue moon. Now you put the orange in it and you feel fancier than, you know, just like a, uh, a peasant who's drinking Bud Light or whatever. It was yeah. like my gateway into IPAs and stuff like yeah, that. But, yeah, yeah. but now I like, I'm, I, I, it's gotta be pretty slim pickings for me to, to pick a blue moon. And by the way, last night at volleyball, I got some PBRs for the team and you would have thought that I had just taken dog urine and put it in a can or something oh pbrs are great they yeah, were they like can, pbr they were yeah. they out Tell of everything else and then another girl was like they just grabbed whatever was left over in the cooler and i was Gosh. like pbrs are good get yeah. the hell out of here no you yeah. don't want to drink them 24 7 but like a, a, a good pbr is just as good as a bud light or a miller light or a coors light and better as long as you don't have it all the time i would say better it's yeah pbr is a great beer all uh, right the thing with the draft blue moons too it's got like the 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 head on it the foam on it is just a little eh, we'll sus as the kids might say so you're saying my buddy that the lines were too long he's just a bozo for going at the wrong time yeah and i admittedly was giving one of my friends hell because he went and bought bud light out of a he he paid for a six dollar bud light out of a 16 ounce aluminum bottle and he was like you know what 
time is money and i'm i'm willing to pay five extra dollars to get this beer i instead of waiting in line for 20 minutes and they actually get those lines burning and turning pretty well the problem is more of the dinguses who don't have their money out ready to go that are in line you know i i've been to thursday night dollar beers and I, I just love how much you defend the integrity of Churchill Downs is that like, no, no, it's not, it's not just that they are, that the lines are long. It's either people are going at the wrong time. People don't have their money right. Or they don't get the right beer. You don't get the right <laughs> beer. It's not Churchill Downs maybe is understaffed or the dollar beer thing is kind of a gimmick because they know people are going to wait and eventually just get bored and go buy beers. And they're still turning a profit even on the dollar beers. Oh, I mean, yeah. God, God bless you, Roush. You're so loyal. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, but by God, if you take away something from the infield, though, I'll come at your ass. <laughs> yeah exactly that's true you're just an institutional man you like things the way that they are and you won't hear anything else uh let's get back to the text line 502-414-1450 a texter says on behalf of my fellow italian americans roush you can suck our meatballs you big bald oaf <laughs> oh that's great oaf is also uh a very underused word that does aptly describe me. Uh, the the guy that I was, I was his backup center for the first two years in high school. Uh, he did not like it when folks called him ogre. So oh. uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was one he did not appreciate whatsoever, which brings me to something that would have been great Wednesday radio, uh, uh, but I, I did not Wednesday radio did not see it till after the show. So on Wednesday, it marked the 20th anniversary of the movie Shrek and the 18th anniversary of the release of Beyonce and Jay-Z's Crazy in Love, which some could argue biggest song of the decade, one of the more influential pop songs of all time and the start of the biggest power couple in music. But is it bigger than DreamWorks' first animation that really changed the game and really flipped it so which one has had a more significant impact in pop culture young sports talker that's a that is a really wednesday question so it's crazy in love and what else was the other one shrek the song or the movie the movie yeah the song or the movie which had a more significant impact on pop culture shrek yeah and the thing is is i tried to like lead into where because like music people they can really know how to spin a good argument for it. I can't. And I also would just say that Shrek was just so great and how it like it bunk convention, but also it wasn't very hyped up because we saw it at, at village eight as kids. And it was just such a hilarious surprise. I thought it was going to be some kind of junky, you know, uh, like knockoff Disney bad cartoon. And we were just dying laughing as kids. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I've even seen all the Shreks, but back in the good old days, you're right. Uh, what a, you're right about the Wednesday part. You you were correct about that. <laughs> a texter says, so when does Louisville get punished for the original FBI scandal? Do you agree they were looking at at least a two year tournament ban? Imagine how much more their fans will check out when that happens. That's a great point, actually. Um, that I about the checking out part. There's already such a like uh whatever the mm-hmm. like it's just like when can we get back to normal if they are staring down the barrel at another two-year postseason ban oh man players will leave 
like at that point is you know is Mac just like whatever I, I know I've got a comfy job here but if the fans don't care how fun is that for him I don't know Texter I had always said like it's going to be a two-year ban they were yeah. on probation and they got major major scandal happen it's going to be a, it's going to be a two-year ban I've since think that the IARP and I've got no reason to believe this like there's no factual basis for me to think this but I, I think the AR, the IARP is going to be more lenient. So I think it'll end up just being a one year. I'd always been two. I've yeah, since yeah. I'm backing off that oh, take. Okay. I, I think they'll get a one year postseason ban. They'll get scholarship reductions and stuff like that. But two would be crippling. It really would. Two yeah. would be two would be really, really, really bad for U of L in so many ways. Man, I um I always thought it was going to be at least one, um, but you're right. And and there's no reason to believe that IARP will be more lenient because they haven't done anything yet. But I guess that's a reason to believe it'll be more lenient. So I um, I do think, though, that they've got to get at least one. But, I mean, you, you, you have to get at least one after all the stuff they did. Have to. But there's no there's no timetable at all, Texture, on when this could come down. Yeah, your guess is as, as good as mine. We don't even I, I don't even think we know in the process where we're at. Like I, I yeah. we're, are we waiting for we're waiting for somebody I don't think we're waiting for Louisville to respond. I think Louisville has sent in the most recent response back. And now I, I think I think we're just waiting for a ruling, but I don't know. I'll, I'll look some of that stuff up maybe after the show today because it, it is very confusing. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I love it when journalists complain that how confusing it is, that that means it must be bad or not good. Right. <laughs> but like, hey, buddy, you just don't understand it because this is brand new. Like, uh, we, that's true. And now, if you want to have the, and I've heard this take before, but if you want to have the take that, well, it's brand new, do we really want this to be like, hey, your introduction to the new governing body or the ruling body, I guess, of the NCAA is the biggest scandal to hit the sport probably ever collectively. Like, you know, there's been bigger deals at individual universities, but the fact that we had an FBI scandal in Arizona, LSU, Louisville, Kansas, and even Duke, their names have been lumped in. Uh, Duke's not under NCAA investigation, I don't believe, but the other schools are. Some people are like, is this really the best time to be starting something new? Is they're going to be handling handing down punishments for such a grand? And I, I think that's a fair take, but you got to start at some point, right? And uh, no better way than to start off with a bang, I suppose. Yeah, it's almost like the NCAA has made this entity just to be a scapegoat. It's kind of like what Facebook did, where they created some sort of board of censorship or i i don't know but they basically created an entity to wash their hands of the it, it came up when the, the the trump being blocked issue happened it was like here is this new entity so we're gonna they're gonna be an independent third party but it's really just people from facebook that were making the decision just under a different umbrella same thing with this iarp or it's a different entity but it's got the the usual suspects from the ncaa being the decision makers. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's why I think some people are a little skeptical of its um, uh, effectiveness. And it's not quite, frankly, like their first ever cases. They have handled smaller things before, but this will be their first big one, and they still are relatively new. So uh, I, I don't know the timetable. I don't know 
I don't know when it's when it's going to come down. I have no idea what to expect in that regard. But it, people are kind of, I think, glossing over that two years is on the table for U of L. Hell, I, I you know I think that like technically, I think the death penalty is technically on the table for U of L. Technically, yeah. Um, which I don't, you know, if, I guess if Pat Forty had his way, that's the direction that they would go. But that that that's something that I think we're kind of overlooking. And I think it's just because you can't think about it or talk about it every single day. But a mm-hmm. decision will come down on U of L, and it will on those other schools as well. And multiple postseason bans are on the table. And if that happens, those programs, you're just going to say goodnight to them for a couple of years. Like that's just how it's going to work. In basketball, you're lucky because you can just get, you know, you can get three good recruits, and boom, you're right back in the game. It's not like football where you have to completely rebuild over the course of three or four years, and it's going to be a slow rebuild. Basketball, you can rebuild a lot quicker, but you got to have the right person to do it. You, you know, it's easier said than done. So it would sound like those programs would be buried, but just imagine U of L games in year two of the postseason ban and they'd be bad. You know, they'd probably be around a 500 team. Like who, how many people are showing up to those games? Uh, not many. No, no, no. So, so we'll see, but that's something that, uh, I, I get the fatigue for U of L fans. They probably just like, can we please just get all this behind us? And now you got another extortion thing. Oh, they're ready to move on. They're ready to get the hell out of there. But you know what? It's here to stay. It's here to stay. Let's go to a break. Before we do, you need to take a break from reality and go on over to Salsaritas for the most delicious Mexican food in the city of Louisville. They got two locations in Louisville, Middletown, St. Matthews. Download the app. Salsaritas is the name of it. And you're going to save yourself some money. You're going to get some good deals. Refer a friend. They'll get a free entree. You'll get 10 bucks into your account. Great way to start the weekend. Burritos, quesadillas, tacos, and wildly addictive chips and so hot spicy salsa that little Hoosier Dingus himself couldn't even handle it. So check them out. Middletown, they've got a drive through St. Matthew's newly renovated Salsaritas. We love them. You will too. This is KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Kentucky Roll Call. And welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Douglas, the producer. Roush Douglas had been he, he, he's lost the Google homepage so oh, no. it's uh he, he called me during that break and we just did it via the phone old 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 fashioned like oh, so nice that's impressive Douglas working his, his the fly. Off. so we're, we're just gonna go long we're this is just gonna be our final segment here we're gonna go long oh yeah because uh it'll we'll do be a do- daily double on the way out and we've got so many uh so many texts to get to but Roush, very interesting during the break. You said you wanted to talk politics, which always gets me excited. Oh, I love talking politics. Everybody knows. Big political guy here. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> earlier this week, Republican New York City mayoral candidate Curtis Slawa. Slawa. Uh, the New York City mayor race producing some great content. We had Andrew Yang bricking fadeaways on a basketball court the other day. But 
Curtis Salawa's got the oh, genius stunt, genius idea, um, but just poorly executed. So this guy, he wears a red beret. I don't know. Like I, I get having a signature look. Not sure why he decided to go with red beret because that, like, come on, mayors don't wear berets. Like that's just that's not that's you know. You're just setting yourself up for failure. You're not going to get the vote. Now, he tried to pull a great stunt, genius idea, kind of taking a page out of the backs that you, it's, it's one that you mentioned. He had a mask burning in the streets. It appears to be around Times Square. But when he did it, he he burnt his hand on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it was a little windy. And uh, yeah, he singed his hand and had to put it in a bucket of ice. <laughs> Isn't that what you're not supposed to do if you burn your hand? Uh, yeah. Well, like it was ice water, but you're supposed to just put it under water. Ice oh. would be bad. It, it could further burn it. Uh, yeah. I just remembered if like, you know, you learned this lesson very early on as a kid, but if you're like, if your hands are cold, you do not put them under hot water. Yeah. 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 That's, that's bad. Um, but I liked it too. He burns his hand, has to put it on some some cold water and some in an ice bucket, and then keeps on burning, baby. <laughs> but it went on. So it went on. It continued his yeah, plan. He, he continued. He he kept on burning. It wasn't going to slow him down. Don't tread on him. That's going to be in history books. <laughs> Boston Tea Party, the mask burning in Times Square. <laughs> Who was it? Crit- Curtis. S- Slawa, Slawa, yeah, starts with an S. Yeah, S L I W A. He's a Republican running for mayor. Andrew Yang's the big one. There's, there's a lot of people. There's like 17 folks. It's a big. I I wish I didn't know as much as I unfortunately have seen about the New York City mayoral race. Well, put me in the category that I sure as hell don't care. Yeah. Really, like you know, why, why would I care who's mayor of New York City? Yeah, it's <laughs> New York is one of the most overrated cities in the entire world. Oh, very funny to see Bill de Blasio in his Brooklyn Nets jersey. <laughs> did you see that picture? No, I did not. He, he looked like so he did like one of those kind of COVID addresses, and it was so <laughs> gross. He had on like a Nets, <laughs> he had a Nets jersey on, no undershirt, but then did like the dress shirt on the outside of it, and then a flat billed Nets cap on top. And it was total Steve Buscemi, how do you do, fellow kids? It was so awkward. Uh, that sounds like good fun. I look forward to the picture. Uh, I look forward to more text messages as well. well. Let's get to them, shall we? That's That sounds good to me. A texter says, Nick really just called cherry tomatoes grape tomatoes. Hey, you dingus, there's like 7,000 different kinds of tomatoes. And right now, grape tomatoes are really the only of that variety that you can get at the store. Uh, they're just like cherry tomatoes, except instead of being circular, they're a little bit more ob- oblong. A little bit more. What was that? Oblong. I almost said oblong, and I was like, "Wait, what are you?" Which <laughs> Trevor? Trevor hops on the Google chat. Somebody say a bong. <laughs> Man, I was just walking down the street the other day, and my neighbor—I've noticed them sitting out on the porch more often. They're, you know, a couple, maybe six, seven houses down. Just chilling on the front porch with a bong on the table. I'm like, oh, you know what? Good for you, buddy. Just living maybe, the good life at 10 maybe, o'clock on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> may, well, it was a Wednesday. Maybe it was just a vase. <laughs> Don't think it was just a vase. <laughs> uh, 
There, I, I didn't do a double take. I was like, really? Just like get the ball out on the table? Like, oh, you know, good for you, buddy. There's some TikToks of like brothers or sisters filming their brother or sister and their parents. Cause I guess that, you know, they got like a bong mailed to the house or something like that. And the, it's like the reaction video of the mom being like, what is that? And it's like the kid trying to BS and be like, it's a, it's a flower. It's a, fl- I think it's a flower pot. I don't know. I didn't order this. Uh, it's the, those videos are always classic, but it sounds like in the South end, you just, you, you let your, you let it out all hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? We're not hey, judging. We- we we are not judging. What was with your mask burning that you had last night? Oh, it was not a mask burning. It was a uh, one of my chores that I enjoy time to time is uh, burning the kind of scrap wood that Brooke has from her artistic creations. And uh, sh- this time it included some cardinal bird heads. I don't know what was wrong with them, but I was happy to burn them. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you put that on the Facebook page last night. Um, I didn't also, know whether, though, it kind of looked cool, though. You know, like, I was burning it, but it had the, like, how everybody's doing with the J. Cole album. It kind of looked cool with the fire coming out the side of it. Uh, it didn't look cool. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, at least in the picture. But, oh. yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a cardinal bird with teeth, so. Yeah, true, true. But fun that, to burn. A lot of fun to burn. Yeah, that, that makes it tough to look cool. But uh, we do want to wish a big X Sports Radio happy birthday to Dugan Ryan, the boss Woo! man. Big 5-0 per sources. Wow, the big 5-0. You did it, Dugan. You made it. Half a century mark. I, I wonder what he's got uh, planned for tonight. And Probably going to dunk a basketball because you know we know Dugan. He's he's Mr. He's Mr. Duncan's son. Well, he hasn't been able to do that since he was probably 21, but that's uh, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, I'm sure he could still dunk a basketball. Happy birthday, buddy. Hope you have a great day. A texter, 502-414-1450, says, Roush mentions the high school girlfriend all, kind of a lot. Nick, are you okay, buddy? Really? He's not all right, folks. Oh, no. He misses her, and it all went down at the Outback. Oh, Outback just ruined my life. What can I say? Was that the same family with the scrambles? Oh, my gosh. Did you bring it up? No, no. The scab still is not wound. You could have, you could have finally, got, you could have finally gotten some closure. A uh, scab is not wound. Was such a jerk. <laughs> yeah, it was not as bad as birth of Pruden though. Oh man. Always fun stuff. Texter says fast food. Great present. <laughs> it's very practical. All right. I love making fun of Roush just like the next guy, but it's a very practical gift. Very practical. Very practical. A texter says, uh, and by texter, I mean my brother, fun fact, I am playing the ocean course at Kiowa, where the PGA is this weekend, hoping to shoot it under 120. When are you playing that, Jonathan? Suck it, Jonathan. Yeah, seriously. Get, and take out your suck and get the hell out of here. You're so bad at golf. It's disrespectful to the, to the course, buddy. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you're spitting in the face of the golf gods for putting your terrible horrific good for nothing play on such a pristine golf course shame on you shame on you uh what do we got next on the text line <laughs> i just bought a house in christmas village how is that golf course have a good weekend i'm sure it's spectacular i have not personally played it but i would imagine that the hoosier dingus has 
Uh, I've seen it. I have not played it, but I feel like I've driven all around that course. It looks awesome. It looks like a fun course. And you bought a house in Christmas Village, so it'll be Christmas all the time. How about wow. that? Christmas year-round. Texter says, who was the only... Let us know, though, Texter, for real, uh, when you get around to playing it, and uh, and and let me know. And Now you get to go to Holiday World anytime you want. Who was the only player that left early you regret the most? The one that comes to mind for me is Daniel Orton. Dude was a freak defensively. Horrible Daniel Orton, answer. Well, it's not a horrible answer. Daniel mm-hmm. Orton on that Brandon Knight team would have been a lot of fun. Like, that, you know, that team probably would have been – it would have changed the whole way that they played, but – at that point, the only thing you you know, Josh Harrelson worked his butt off, but you were missing an interior scoring present on the block. Terrence Jones was more of an outside in guy. I don't think Daniel Orton's a terrible mm. answer, but there is one correct answer, a realistic Dakari. correct answer. It's Dakari. Yeah, yeah, you get to yeah. you get you get Dakari with what are we oh, Hannah bringing in some Murray. donuts unexpectedly? Oh, donuts making Terry donuts. A little uh, heads up would have been nice. Oh, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I hope Hannah strings you up. You, you ungrateful turd. Uh, it's, it's, I wonder if she, they got these little pigs in a blanket at the, at the bay. Have you ever seen those? I mean, I know you've seen a pig in the blanket, but like the breakfast ones. Not, oh, I, yes, yes. Where it's like a sausage link and a, like, like croissant. yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Okay, but I'll I'll settle for so the donut. You, you, oh, we, I love this. It's like, oh, you brought me donuts. I wish you would have told me before. And also, you got the wrong thing. Suck it, well, Hannah. Wait, well, wait, you just you. So she she's starting to phase back going into the office, and uh, I heard the garage door open, and I didn't think she was going to the office today, but I was like, oh, I guess she's heading in the office. Nope, Donut City. Wow, you lucky guy. Yeah, and we get to see the little baby today too, which is exciting. Ooh, that is fun. That's, yeah. that's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, is so. This is the ultrasound appointment. We we've had like one ultrasound where we got the picture at like six weeks. This is oh. like the twenty. This is like the twenty week. Dude, this I, I'm telling you, you're going to be astonished by what technology can do. The- I haven't been able to go to anything. I, I was able to go to that one at six weeks, and this is the only other thing I've been able to go to. So I'm astonished by the whole thing. And then the first time I went in to like the appointment, I wasn't. It was like. I noticed that it was just nothing but girls. Like, Oh, very girl. awkward being the uh, one guy there. And then, so like, I was like, I'm not supposed to be in this room. And like, right <laughs> at that moment, the, the receptionist was like, uh, normally we have men wait on the outside. And I was like, and we'll call you back when it's time to go in. I was like, that makes sense. Cause it was, uh, some awkward. people looked, some people looked happy. Some people didn't look, I was just like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And, uh, fish out of water man at an OBGYN office. And then another one is Jody Meeks. Obviously that team maybe goes 40 and 0. Um I just you know, I I thought it was maybe a long shot back when it was going on, but I remember that was like the start of the Twitter era and you just check message boards every second. You were refreshing every cuz Jody Meeks was such an important player. I just thought it was unlikely he was going to come back from the get-go, but Jody Meeks is another good answer as well. But that's is I guess that's technically the Calipari era because he was the yeah, coach. Just wasn't just wasn't a Calipari player. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been so fun. Probably would have been good for Jody Meeks too, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he, he ended, still uh, got a ring though. Played a, quite a, a long ring. career. Yeah, had a long career, but uh, he, he would have been the best shooter in college basketball playing with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. Like, who? Yeah, good night. Imagine, and imagine the space he would have got. Like, because he would have been. 
the third, like on the scouting report, he would have been, I mean, I'm sure at the beginning of the year when he was the senior versus the freshman, but eventually he's going to be third or fourth on the scouting report. He would have gotten so many games where he's just being open by default instead of being the one guy that ever to keto. And I know those teams had Patterson, but Patterson, he played spotty at times just for dealing with injuries uh, in those first two Gillespie years. But man, yeah. that team. Whew. Would have been Texas good. says, Happy Friday, fellas. It's a great day to have a great day. It's also a great weekend to have a great weekend. Yeah. I like that mindset. I agree with you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Sun shining. Uh, it's going to be a good weekend. Love it. Love it. This Levitt story kind of feels like the Clark Boston and ask you working out in the back of Home Depot story. Fun to think about, but due to the scars of 2020 left, I won't allow myself to buy it. Which, you know good. what? Good Perfectly computer. fine, Texter. Uh, I just... You know, I'm 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 a prisoner of the moment, and it's May, and I'm going to find any reason to get hyped up for this football season. Well, there's plenty already, and I, I, I felt like this was more like a novelty piece. Like, oh, okay, that's interesting, and uh, if it ends up paying dividends, then we'll be rocking and rolling as is. That's the one thing this team is missing from being elite is a consistent quarterback play, so I hope it happens. Mm-hmm. Texter says the Facebook page is so informative. Without it, I would have never known that chicken heads are a choking hazard for kids. Hey, oh, that was a funny one. That was a funny comment on the Facebook page. It was I don't know if you saw it or not, I Roush. Did. I did. Yeah. It was good. You keep going. I'm sending them over, so you gotcha. keep rolling through, buddy. Nick's name for Facebook's independent third party, quote unquote, the board of censorship, is the epitome of irony. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know the official names, but that was a story that I just only examined on the surface level. One that I'm actually want to see that I'm definitely going to hit record on is they're doing a 48 hours on the Finn treasure where that artist hid all the gold. And uh, it's one of those random topics, TJ. I don't know if you know about it, uh, but I've it, it, it's since been found, but I'm still fascinated by it. Uh, Wait, they found the treasure? Yeah, the, the Finn treasure was found maybe two years ago. It was found before uh, he died, too. I think he passed away earlier this year. Oh, uh, I've but, been looking uh, all this time. It sounds like though it's in a really pretty place, and I'm, I'm curious. They've never, the one guy has never revealed where he found it, and I don't even think he's showed off anything other than just the box. Um, but the guy has at least been identified, uh, and Finn said that he confirmed it before he passed away too. So, but I, I'm curious what this report, uh, what it could reveal. That I think I believe it's Aaron tonight. So th that'll be a DVR and kind of check up later. That's the one where like people died looking for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. And, and when they and it was mostly like they weren't being idiots, but it's like they they weren't prepared for the elements. Kind they didn't of know what they were getting into. Yeah. Yeah, a little in over their head. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's sad. A texter says, "By the way, Salsarita is just okay, dudes. You all should get out more." And I responded back to this person and said, "You're just okay. You should get out more." And it really struck a nerve with them. Oh man, because he, he came back and said, "Ha." Your show is just okay. Luckily, you have Roush. Only reason to listen. Oh, man. Man. I guess I should just hang it up. 
He said, it's your delivery, TJ. You should listen to yourself. No, dude, listening to yourself is is Chinese water tortures. Yeah, I'm t- there's no way I'm listening to myself. I could have the worst delivery this side of Domino's, and I'm not going back and listening to a damn thing I've ever said. All right, buddy? <laughs> so you take out your suck it. And by the way, Salsarita's just okay. And he's got a he's got a two seven zero area code. I don't think he's ever even been to Salsarita. Yeah, exactly. Go eat your moonlight and brag about it some more. Oh, we had the best barbecue. Like it's good, but come on, Moonlight's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but salsarita's this too. They're they're different. They're they're different foods, you know. Right, right, right. Barbecue, Mexican, different foods. And to, obviously, we love salsaritas. We're gonna hype them up twenty four seven. I mean it. Like that's I, their chips and, and hot spicy salsa. Really, it doesn't get better. I've never had better. I mean that. It's <sighs> it, it's that good. That's that you know we're gonna we love salsaritas. You should go there frequently because their food is good. Their chips and salsa, I've never had better. Man, so so suck it, buddy. Yeah, and that that is the God's honest truth too. It is like you can get a good burrito at a lot of places. Let's just be blunt. You can mm-hmm. salsaritas. Uh, the chips, certainly, they're they're built different. You can, and it's also cheaper than other places as well, with the exception of one place. But that place basically serves dog food, so we're out on that place. Yes. John here. Good TGIF morning to all. Man, U of L better call the hammer lawyer that I see on the billboards on the interstate <laughs> highways. You know, I'm so happy that we're not a dumpster fire or a program that they are. They are a pile of used dirty diapers just burning away. So suck it, dirty birds. Okay, lasagna or spaghetti? I'm going spaghetti if there's meatballs. Well, you all have a great weekend. Got to go. Talk to you later. Man, how funny would it be if they did hire the hammer, who's a UK fan, and he just became a saboteur. What what if uh it's just it is kind of wild. Like Kentucky's coming off a nine and sixteen season and yet UK fans are still poking fun at U of L basketball. Like and it's like perfectly acceptable, right? Like it's mm. you know, the they the Kentucky fans just continue to have ammunition for U of L. Um, it doesn't stop. It's 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 weird. Nine and sixteen season. U of L it's just they they got in such a mess with the Jurich stuff. Mm-hmm. Losers. Yeah, you sold your soul. A texter says, uh, "Oh, by the way, I'm going lasagna. Lasagna, good lasagna is probably yeah. the, the best pasta dish you can have." I I I haven't. Uh, you know, I once had the take that Fazoli's is no different than fancy Italian. So I'm not a great judge. I haven't had a lot of sophisticated Italian dishes. But yeah, lasagna really does take the cake. And oddly, my father-in-law is anti-lasagna. He just like something what? about yeah, he something about the pasta. And I guess the pasta is too thick. He just does not. He is anti-lasagna for what it's it's strange, very strange food take. But you know, he is who he is. I guess I'd put my mom's lasagna up there with anybody's uh, in the planet. Oh, it's so it is so good. She made it on Sunday too, and I didn't get any. I was so sad. I, I bought some of that uh, vegetable spaghetti. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm I'm curious if it's, you know, like I I've just I've never tried it, so I, I'll be interested to see how that one turns out here in a week or so. A texter says, "Does Roush miss his high school girlfriend, or does he just miss Alice Springs Chicken?" <laughs> That's a good text. Oh man! And I, Al, I did, Al, Alice yeah. Chicken is yeah. their grilled chicken. That's good. That's, <laughs> that is a good one. Tip yeah. of the cap to you, buddy. That was good. 
Texter says the best story out of the mayor, the mayor race in New York is the lady that said average home in New York costs a hundred grand. You can't find a livable home in Louisville for a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. See, Somebody TJ, said that's, that. Yeah. That's what's great about the mayor races. We do. I, I forgot oh about gosh. that story. You get you like these people are idiots and they, think they are like just the dumbest of dumb. And they're trying to be mayor of the biggest city in the universe. I was watching the news yesterday and you know, they were talking about like Israel and, and, and Palestine and it was politicians. And I was just like, do these politicians even know what they're talking about? Like this, <laughs> that, that stuff going on over there is so freaking complicated that I don't doubt that there are plenty of Americans that know there are obviously, but like, just because you ran for like, what was your job before you were probably either like a lawyer or you've been in politics your entire life. You don't know what's going on over there. Get the hell out of Dodge. You're just following what you're hearing your party saying, and you're just parroting those same sentiments. You have no clue. You dingus. Mm. It's okay to not know things, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to act like, but you know what? I do appreciate people who can have such grand opinion like like, i would prefer if it's not about serious stuff but i love people who have the most profound opinions on things they know nothing about yeah we do it all the time (laughs) yeah the the most dangerous person in the media or the most dangerous journalist is the one that doesn't know yep that they do the most damage when they don't know what they're talking about if the local bacon donut popo follow the county attorney's decriminalization order, they should wave at your neighbor's bong and keep on driving. None of their business. <laughs> yep, that, that's true. Uh, if, if it's just uh, less than, I don't know, Trevor probably knows the exact amount. But yeah, it's no big deal anymore. It's no big, no deal. big deal. They say, and there's another Taco Bell on Winchester Road, but they said it in quotes, so I don't know. They say, ask for an extra sauce packet. You can eat them as cheap late night snacks. Yeah, yeah. this is the skin and all. <laughs> don't don't get what, really what the reference is there. We'll move past it though. It's Jody Meeks then Dakari. Orton is the most strange answer I've ever heard. Orton's really not like a strange answer. The issue with Orton is like, would would he have been a good locker? You know, would he've been good mm-hmm. in the locker room? Would he have been a good teammate? Would he would he stay healthy? That was a big question for Daniel Orton. His health, obviously. How hard would he have worked? Um, things worked out all right in 11. The team went to the Final Four, first one since 1998. I don't think it's a bad answer to say Orton, but it's 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 a little off the beaten trail. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and really, we were saying we were saying that at the time, but Josh Harrelson was a pleasant surprise. So hindsight, 2020. But at the time. It, it, it was necessary that Orton came back because you're like, really, we're going to have Josh freaking Harrelson playing the five. And was Eloy on that team? An 11? Yeah. I think he, he was on the team, but he couldn't play. It's, that was a sit out year. Gotcha. Yeah. It, Cause I don't even know who was, who was George's backup? Like who did they even Terrence Jones? Yeah. Front court. Thank God that, that George became oh my George. Gosh. Yeah. How did like UK fans not eat their own tail on that? Like, how did we survive that? Seriously? I do remember the Ennis Cantor thing was just like, all right, you're either going to have maybe one of the better offensive scoring big men in college basketball, or you'll have George. <laughs> thank God George turned out, man. Whew. Um, the, uh, uh, Ooh, this is, this is, these are two fun texts. Inside source tells me, Jody Meeks was close to coming back, but didn't like Cal Perry. 
He also was worried about getting hurt. Source also says Jody thinks about if he had come back a lot and that he believes he could have gone undefeated. Is this is the inside source Jody Meeks? I, I don't Let's get know. Jody on the show and ask him. That'd be great. I'd love to talk with Jody Meeks. But uh, I, I think my brother sent those texts in, so I don't know who his sources are uh, indicating that. Or I, would, I would totally do the Chris Farley, Paul McCartney thing if Jody Meeks was in the show. Like, hey, remember that time you, you scored 54 points against Tennessee? That was That was pretty neat. Man, I just wish I could have like been in person for that game. I think I would have lost my little senior oh, year in high school mind, especially at Tennessee too. Just oh, like, yeah. gosh, and that but, was when Tennessee was rocking and rolling too. Wasn't that Bruce Pearl? It was. I wasn't uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, I guess he was around for Cal. So yeah, that would have been. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that that beat down of Tennessee in the semifinals of the SEC tournament in 2010. That that's an underrated Calipari game. That was a they we we just beat the absolute breaks off them from literally the tip to finish and like there was a bunch of Tennessee fans in Nashville obviously not as many as UK and I was I, w- I went to a game I went to the game the day before I didn't go to that game but I was told that like Kentucky fans were just ruthless on uh like Tennessee fans in the stands that was a that was that was a fun fun Man. year fun suck year. at Tennessee fans and if you all want to get mad at Tennessee. Look at their TBT team. It is a murderer's row of suck. Just so many people you hate. Ron Slay, Wayne Chisholm, Tyler Smith, Juwan Smith. I mean, it's it's all of your least favorite Vols, excluding Grant Williams and uh Fulky, just because they can't they can't play right now. Wow, Fulky, he'll he'll be a shoe in on that team as soon as he gets oh, out of college. He's gonna be a TBT years. superstar. Yeah, just needs to, you know, get out get the hell out of college, buddy. Yeah. Too, too long. Uh, Texer says, and by the way, I guess my brother does have what he feels like is an inside source on Jody Meeks. He talked to somebody that said that Jody Meeks was close to coming back, but didn't like cow. Why wouldn't he like cow? That'd be dumb. Uh, worried about getting hurt. I'm sure players do that all the time, but he thinks a lot about coming back and believes they would have, they would have gone undefeated. I mean, you're not beating that team. You're just, it ain't happening. Uh, but the whole history of UK basketball would have been so different in that if that decision comes back. Because one, I don't think True. Calipari hangs around too long. Yeah. Uh, and then you know who's the head coach today if it's not Cal? And then things are so much different. Is it somebody that gets messed up in the FBI stuff? You, you just you never know. Everything happens for a reason. A texture says, if I'm on death row, I'm definitely getting salsaritas, chips, and queso as my last meal, and I'm definitely gonna poop my pants in the chair. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you die. We all learned that in South Park. When the what is it, Adventure Club episode? Yeah. <laughs> Great episode. Uh Texter says it's obvious it's obviously a callback to Roush's awesome present. Yeah, the fast food th- Oh wait. Oh, the winch the Taco Bell one. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, My bad. Hand up. Uh, it was just I, I had seen the one about the fast food nice present. I thought yeah. that's all we had on the gift card comment. Uh, I broke uh, Billy Bong Gillespie celebrating that mix game. <laughs> mix game. That's a great name for your <laughs> Billy Bong Gillespie. Texture, is that real? Did you have a bong named Billy Bong Gillespie? Because <laughs> that's pretty hilarious if you did. Mm. All right. We're out of time. Fun show. Thanks great for all show. the text. Enjoy uh, your weekend, everybody. Make it a great one. Make it a great one. We appreciate you all more than you know. Everybody have a great weekend. Like we said, be safe. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks to Douglas, the producer. This is KRC on Big X Sports Bro. Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rash, Douglas, the producer. Bye.